0: Okay, this article called A Clarification, first ran on our website, our website, startingstrength.com, probably back in 09. A Clarification. Okay, kiddos, it's come to my attention that quite a few of you are not doing the program and then bitching about the results of the program. So here's the deal. The novice linear progression, as described in starting strength, basic barbell training, and practical programming for strength training, is very specific in the details of its application. And there is not much room for wiggling. Later, yes, but not at first. In addition, the diet that must be followed is one that best facilitates the program. And this will be different for everybody, depending on age, body composition, program adherence, and genetic potential. The goal of the program is not to make you fat. The program is for increasing strength and muscle mass. The idea is that you must gain some body fat in the process if your body fat is low, and that you should lose some body fat if it is high. We don't want you to be fat, but by the same token, I don't care about seeing your abs. If you want to see your abs, that's fine. Worry about it later. What I want you to do is get big by getting stronger. To do this, it may be necessary for your body fat percentage to go up a little in the process. Later, if necessary, the process of losing it can be more easily accomplished when you have more muscle mass. But right now, Just worry about getting strong. Big will be a side effect, as will improved body composition. And if you guys don't stop misinterpreting this, I'm going to have you all killed. It is common to want what you cannot have. But it must be kept in mind that the phenomenon of cause and effect cannot be argued with or circumvented by your wishes and desires. Everyone that has been a kid or has raised them is familiar with the phenomenon of the growth spurt, which happens naturally during all stages of normal development. Growth occurs sporadically as we develop and mature. It is not smooth over the course of the whole infant-child-adolescent-teenage continuum, but within the growth spurt itself there occurs a period of smooth linear increase. We are creating an artificial growth spurt with our training. And if the stress is sufficient and the diet is adequate to facilitate recovery, amazing process, progress rather, can occur. This is why proximity in age to the normal growth window makes for a more efficient response to this stimulus. The processes by which it is accomplished are still functioning, and the system is not yet cemented in its final form. The older the the trainee, the further the remove from the capacity to generate the growth spurt, right? But the stimulus-response relationship is axiomatic. You get out of it what you put into it. Within the context of your ability to respond, you maximize this ability by training eating and resting the best way possible. But if you misinterpret the program, things will not be optimum. For example, here are some typical scenarios that we hear all the time. I want to get big and strong. I'm currently 22 years old, 5'9", and around 150 pounds, 12% body fat. I've been doing starting strength for three months now, and my weight has come up eight pounds since I started. My squat is now stuck at 135 for five, and I'm thinking that I need to move to the Texas method to get unstuck. Any advice you could give me, I'd appreciate, right? Or this, hello coach, I am 25 years old, 6'1", and I weigh 235. I think I'm a little too fat, but I've been doing your program anyway since you said it can work for anybody to fix their body composition. I started off squatting at 155 for 5, and I'm up to 185 after three months. And I have, haven't seen a lot of fat loss, even though I really don't eat that much. Do I need to do the zone diet? <laughs> if you do the program as written and you're a novice male, between the ages of 18 and 35 the first five or six squat workouts we'll see the work sets going up 10 pounds every workout if your first day is 135 for three sets of five then 185 for three sets of five will be the sixth workout we'll use the squat as our example exercise for this program and if you've read the books you know that. The other movements go up at different rates, but that the squad is a good proxy for general progress on this program. I have yet to see someone in that demographic, 18 to 35, who is eating and resting correctly, that is not able to do this. Ten pounds a workout. Eating correctly may mean 6,000 calories a day with a gallon of milk or it may mean 3,500 calories a day on a paleo-type, lower-carb, no-dairy diet, depending on your initial body composition. If this or its equivalent did not happen, you are not doing the program. During this period of time, it is common to gain five to 10 pounds of body weight if you are underweight, or to stay about the same if you are in need of body fat loss. In this demographic, you're too fat if you're over 20% 20 body fat and underweight if you're less than 10%. A body fat under 10% is not the level a performance athlete carries. And growing a significant amount of muscle mass will entail an increase in body fat level. So this number, since we need to choose one for you, serves well as the bottom line. A body fat level over about 20% means that you're headed in the direction of carrying around more than is required for an anabolic environment and more than is efficient for moving either the bar or an opponent. But really, you already know where you are when you start. Guys who feel the need to start training always know why they did it. I know it's hazardous to assign underweight, overweight designation on the basis of body fat, but it usually works pretty well. And in the absence of height, weight, body fat tables that take all three variables into account, it's about the best we can do. I also know that most of you guys are reading this and listening to this are are really and truly bodybuilders in your little brains, in love with your visible abs, and you will not appreciate the advice than I've given you to increase your body fat if you're below 10%. The fact is that about 10% or lower for most people is too low to sustain a metabolic environment for a novice necessary to gain muscle mass. And 10% body fat, if you do not have genetically low body fat already, and you guys know who you are, is not healthy the conditions that are required to produce and maintain it are not compatible with high strength and power performance levels, and those levels are necessary to get big and strong. Or rather, strong and thus big. This probably means you. Make up your mind that, at least for the first year or two, you're not going to worry about body fat levels if you're already lean. Because lean is easier to get than strong. This current emphasis on lean at the expense of all other things by most of you guys is the direct result of Joe Weider having done his job very well. Pictures of big bodybuilders at 4% body fat in contest shape, big guys, 4%, have been viewed by you so many times. And in the magazines at the checkout counter that you think it's normal desirable and possible for you. You forget that there are drugs involved along with enough other odd dietary behavior uh, that Mr. Weeder should have been flogged for forgetting to mention that part. I may be trying to piss up a rope here but you guys have to get realistic about these things and quit letting the physique magazine and supplement industry make you stupid. On the other hand, if you're a little fluffy around the belly you have obviously already created the conditions necessary for growth. You'll start out stronger than the skinny guy, and strength gains will have the potential to come easier for you if you eat correctly because your body hasn't got the problems with growing that skinny guys do. You still eat a lot, but you don't drink the milk, and you cut your carb intake if you don't see body fat levels drop during the first couple of weeks. So... If your squat didn't go up 40 to 50 pounds between the first and the sixth workout, you're either not in that demographic or you're not doing the program, the demographic being the 18 to 35. If you're one of these guys who thinks you gained a lot of strength because your squat went up 30 pounds in three months, you're not doing the program. If you think the program is hard because your body weight at 5'8 went from 148 down to 146 and you got stuck on the third workout having gone up 15 pounds, you're not doing the program. If you're a fat guy that has decided to go on the Atkins diet at the same time you started the novice progression and are continually sore and are stuck at 30 pounds of squat increase, you are not doing the program. After the first couple of weeks, the increase at 10 pounds per workout becomes unsustainable, and 5-pound jumps become the rule. This provides for a long, steady, linear increase in strength that has the potential to go on for months. It translates to a a 15-pound-a-week increase in squat strength. Half as fast as the first two weeks, but still very significant at about 60 pounds a month. This adds up to a 225 to 245 pound, three sets of five squat workout after six to seven weeks in training for our novice male, if he has been eating correctly. And eating correctly is part of the program. If he started the program at a body weight of 165, he should probably weigh 185 by then, more if he's taller. If you're squatting 30 pounds more than you started at six weeks into the program, you're not doing the program. If you started at 5'9 and 155 and six weeks later, you weigh 160, you're not doing the program. If you started at 5'9 and 235 and six weeks later, you're only squatting 50 pounds more than you started with at a body weight of 235, you're not doing the program. Realistically, gains on the squat will slow after this to an average of about 10 pounds per week due to the fact that most people will get sick occasionally, miss a workout or two because of school, work, family, etc., or get a minor injury that will need to be dealt with. Ideally, this does not necessarily occur, but you'll find that in most cases, the extremely rapid growth in strength and size experienced during the first six to eight weeks is not sustained. But the program does not change, because five-pound jumps are theoretically possible for this entire novice period. The bumps are dealt with on a case-by-case basis, and the diet is held constant as long as things are improving predictably. This will, therefore, usually mean that by 10 to 12 weeks, another 40 pounds has been added to the squat, resulting in about a 265 to 285 for five for three sets for our generalized guy squat. During this period your body weight should be continuing to increase if you're the skinny guy or your body fat should be continuing to moderate if you were the fat guy. Skinny guys might now have added perhaps 40 pounds of body weight and fat guys might have started to actually gain body weight as well depending on how fat they were when they started. So. If you're three months into the program and your squat has gone up 50 pounds, you're not doing the program. If you're three months into the program at 10% body fat and you have only gained six pounds, you're not doing the program. If you're three months into the program at 30% body fat, your waistline has not gone down four inches and your squat is not up 175 pounds, then you're not doing the program either. Again, the program uses a diet that facilitates progress and not everybody will progress towards the same goal of more muscle mass using the same diet since we don't want to let body fat get out of control. And out of control is not the same thing as a moderate, necessary, healthy increase. After the first three or four months, a change will be necessary for most guys that started off skinny. If you've done the program correctly, you will have gained quite a bit of weight, about 60% of it being lean body mass, muscle, tendon, and bone. This means that your body fat may also have gone from 10% to, say, 18 19%. And this is fine. It was necessary to produce the lean body mass increase. But now it's time to modify the diet to reflect your body's approach to its limit of fast lean body mass growth. It obviously can't go on forever, but it must occur at first to get our goal accomplished. So now we need to drop the milk down to half a gallon a day for a while, and then perhaps less than that. At the same time, daily calorie intake should drop to about 4,000 a day, accomplished by cleaning up the carb intake and focusing on dietary quality instead of quantity like you needed to do at first. This will allow your body fat levels to drop back to where they need to be in the range of 15 17 percent which is normal for athletic males in our demographic. The fat guys should be approaching this by now as well, since their diet has been about the same since the beginning, but their body weight should have started back up by now as body fat loss has slowed and lean body mass increases have begun to exceed the loss. In this way the two extremes converge at about the same dietary intake levels, with the guys that were skinny maintaining a high, slightly higher caloric intake that reflects their natural tendency toward being skinny. Along with these changes have come another 30 to 40 pounds of squat. The program has not changed significantly, but the gains have begun to taper as the complexities of life and, adapt- and adaptation to further Uh, accumulate, rather, to further interrupt your good intentions. But if you have persisted on the program and have not used these tapering results as an excuse to drop and move on, quote unquote, to super slow or hit or Smolov or Smolov Jr. or Jay Cutler's pre-Olympia contest preparatory routine, then you'll still be accumulating process. This will mean that your squat may be up 200 pounds. So if you're still drinking a gallon of milk a day, eight months into the program, you're not doing the program. If you've only gained eight pounds, either as a skinny guy or above your low point when you were losing body fat, you're not doing the program. If your squat has only increased 50 pounds, you're not doing the program. Training derives Uh, drives strength acquisition, and strength increase derives mass gain. These gains approach a a limit asymptotically. The younger you are, the steeper the curve. Caloric and protein surplus is necessary, which will produce some body fat accumulation that can be dealt with later. The training stress has to constantly increase by as much as you can tolerate every workout. The load is the variable, not the number of exercises, sets, or rips. The ability to tolerate a rapid increase in load and to continue to adapt quickly slows after a few months. But during this period, don't waste your opportunity to grow quickly. After this, the program of the diet must change to reflect the reality of slower progress, and I hope this clears up some of the confusion.